Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you back to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast, where we will get back to the bone-chilling interview with native Northwest Ohioans Tim and Sharma, who are listeners of this podcast and contacted us to share their experiences of living in a real haunted house for over 10 years. Without any more delay, let us return to this eerie interview already in progress where we left off last week. So it wasn't then. And somebody yelled your... Someone yelled my name. A man yelled my name. And I never slept really sound the whole time because somebody would get in your face and go, shh, or wake up, or get up. Hmm. We and have you a... would feel the you cold. you feel the wind on your face breeze. when that happens. So, so there's a common theme that's run through some of our stuff about the, the witching hour being at 3 a.m. Yeah. So... Um, how often, if ever, did you guys wake up right around 3 a.m.? Very often. A lot. Yeah. Tim, probably nightly. Every night. See, every night. I, I, Two, for 15 30, years. Three. For literally 15 years, every night at 3 a.m. I woke up. And it might have been 301, 302, 303. Uh-huh. But keep in mind, my alarm clock wasn't necessarily aligned with the atomic clock in England or wherever it is. Right. So, <clears throat> and there is, for people who've listened to our shows, there's this, there's this theory that during the witching hour, which is actually 3 a.m., is that the veil between our world and the paranormal, supernatural, whatever out there is at its thinnest. And people who are attuned to the paranormal get jolted and waken up because they can feel the energy coming through there. So, so a big sensitive guy. Any other, no, wait, so, no, wait a second. He picks up on no, stuff. Wait a I could see the Ozark Howler laughing at that. At that. Well, not to, uh, there's a gentleman at work that uh, wants to speak with you. He grew up in similar situations. I'll tell you more about it after the episode, but I'm sure our audience will be involved in this. I will definitely explore another episode. So this might be a good segue for the, the Howler to give us his yeah. his theory on 3 a.m. I don't have a theory. Know. I mean, I just, I just, I, I don't have a theory. <laughs> I, I didn't say that either. I'm just saying. This is I don't believe that's, it. That's the veil being the thinnest is what I was laughing at. That was just so eloquently. Your command of the English language spoken is is just without without par on this podcast. I assure you. Um, I have a very large lexicon. I don't know. I don't know what made me think. I think I was so funny. I just did. I still do. <laughs> well, so, there's definitely something to it, though. So uh, what you're saying is you have, I mean, things would interrupt your sleep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wake you up. And it got worse after you had a daughter with that. Okay. So the, 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 when we found out we were having Ivy. Well, leading up to that, because we, we tried to have Ivy. There was nothing wrong with either one of us. So we tried to have this, this baby for 
very long time. Sure. So we kind of just kind of gave up. We figured I thought the house was cursed. We had. We well, had, let me say this. You thought the house was cursed. Oh yeah. At that point, did you say, "Look, let's just put it up for sale. No. Let's get out of here. What about let's set it on fire, burn it down quickly?" Well, we thought about that several times, <laughs> but no, no, I don't know. It was just I don't know. Dwayne Watson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, we had there as far as I could research, there were never children that ever lived in the home. Okay. Um, the people that owned it before us, they didn't have any children at all. So I said, as long as we stay in this house, it's never going to happen. And we kind of just gave up. We just figured that wasn't meant for us, and we were, but there we was were okay with that. something about that house that was prohibiting you from, from conceiving a child. Something. The former owners, they, they lived there since the 50s, and they didn't, they have, didn't have any children. So we, some friends had asked us to go to Vegas with them. So we said, oh, well, you know, we're, you know, we're saving for this baby for cribs and things like that. We're like, forget that. We're going to Vegas. We talked about <laughs> buying a Harley. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> so we go to Vegas and I said, wait, in Vegas it'll happen. And lo and behold, what always, what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay there. She oh. comes home and her name is Ivy. So anyhow, so we come back and at that point we don't know and, and we're not, real concerned with it. We don't, we kind of just, just kind of, we weren't going to have kids. So Ivy was way. conceived while I'm ready. Yes. And that was the first time since we had decided we wanted to have a baby that we had left, that we had gone anywhere. And, and it was like over a year at that point. So we're talking some serious paranormal birth control. Something's <laughs> going on there. So anyway, so we come home and we didn't give it two thoughts. And one night all hell breaks loose. It was, you wouldn't even believe it. We, we were, Tell us. it was, we were, well, she was asleep and of course, you know, I'm awake like always. It was probably two, three o'clock somewhere in there. Yeah. And, uh, I hear this distant, like sound of a baby crying and I'm thinking, we'd never heard that. Before. Am I really hearing this? You know, right. is, you know, is it, what, what else could it be? Is it a bird or, you know, <clears throat> something outside that's making this noise or Fox or something, you know? And she kind of rolls over half awake, half asleep, half awake, and says, shut that damn baby up. Well, you're going to make a great mom. I know. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I'm like, so I'm laughing, and I wake her up, and I said, do you really hear this baby? And she's like, what are you talking about? Well, then we hear, after that, it, yeah. bam, 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 on the, like, on the wall behind us. You could feel it. And then, bam, bam, bam. And then... What, like something was inside the wall. We our bed was up against the wall that connected with the old attic. The old attic, and it felt like someone was in the attic wall banging on it, and, and then, you could feel and the then vibration. It was like another time, so it's not just there were three something sets of three. falling over that we had stored in here. So I get up and I look around. I'm look. I thought it was probably a raccoon or something, you know, with a really big fist, or you know, <laughs> something got in the, you know, That's a, a bird raccoon. flying around in there. Something got yeah. into a crack because it's unfinished. So I'm looking around, and, you know, there's nothing in there. Nothing. It's weird. Yeah. And, like, the rest of the night, it just was weird. Like, it's different things happening. And Did you get the impression that maybe what, whatever was in there was angry that you were pregnant? I wonder. And so after that, that well, that's how we, we thought, well, maybe we should check. Maybe we should, you know, do the test and all that kind of stuff. And we did and found out that we were having Ivy. That's how we found out we were having Ivy is – well, the ghost the, was, she was mad. The small bedroom upstairs, when I took the old paneling down and stuff that was in there, there was wallpaper on there, like children's wallpaper. I mean, but yet nobody had any kids. Hmm. Lisa's maybe jealous. Record. Yeah. 
Like someone wanted a child and put up, got ready for a child. And or maybe, or maybe there was a child that, that was deceased. Yes, that we that we thought about that too. That I mean, that's the it, when you're t- when you're telling. That's the first thing that comes to my head mm-hmm. is at what point did somebody have a child that didn't? They lost. They lost. Yeah. And I keep thinking about that lead box, and then you know, like, I mean, you know, the crazy stuff that runs through your head and, yeah. and it's like maybe if the owners previous to that never had kids you know was something from another well preventing them preventing them yeah. from having kids and because then, if like we, if we couldn't have a kid if or you shouldn't have one yeah either. you should you have know, a kid. another another angle and this probably comes probably more right out of movie lore <laughs> is that in this but this is true people 1800s uh, people who had children that would be born now, back then, the, the medical term of art would have been mentally retarded. Now they'd be the, this, you know, developmentally dis- delayed, disabled. They didn't, a lot of those, they, they didn't take them out. They kept them in the house. Yeah. They never took them out, never showed them. And we still have people to this day, when I was in private practice, there would be 60, 70 year old people who were mentally retarded who had never, ever received government services because. The parents never took them out. They never went and signed them up for any type of disability. They never got them involved with the board of MRDD because you just didn't do that. You were mm-hmm. like embarrassed by them and you kept them. So you get 50, 60-year-old people who have no services available to them mm-hmm. because the families kept them basically shut in. So I'm not saying this happened, but you could have easily had a child like that that, that never got to experience the world, was stuck there because mom and dad didn't want to take them out. Mm-hmm. Stuck there in the afterlife well, too. Yeah. The place was always strange. I mean, there were locks on interior doors, like to prevent something from coming downstairs. There was slide deadbolts when we bought it. There was a chain on the bedroom door, like the house the I house. grew up in on Route Four, which is down for the, which I'll explain, was horribly haunted per se. We always found it strange that in the one bedroom where there was a lot of paranormal stuff happening. There was a lock on the inside of the closet door. Yeah. Like you could go into the closet and lock yourself in oh. and nobody could get to you. Yeah. And we always found it, and it was a big closet. And the weird thing about that closet is it connected to the crawl space, which would go eventually get you up into the attic. Hmm. And, and we always thought this is really bizarre that there is a lock on the inside. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if it's like people were locking themselves in. And hiding from something—it's just yeah. weird. Okay, so what else? <laughs> so, 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 so we have, we have Ivy. We the, have Ivy. Yeah, okay. the whole time we're having her, we're expecting her. The the entity is just at that crazy. time. She was at home by herself a lot in the evenings. Yeah, and she would always be like calling me or texting me. Are you coming home? When are you coming home? Yeah, I would get the dogs, <laughs> and we would like hide in the bedroom. Until he got home with the TV on and the Are lights on. Are you home yet? Are you home yet? Yeah, yeah. He'd get home. So like tell us about late. what level of anxiety did you have? Oh yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, the anxiety was terrible. And, and um, how many people do you think, if you would have went and told, like some guy sitting out in the Ozarks, would would actually believe what you were telling? Oh, they wouldn't have. And, and yeah, people still don't believe. I will tell them my story, and they will say. Oh, you've made that up. No, I can tell you. I, I assure you that I saw what I saw. I heard what I heard. We experienced what we did. 
And it, yeah, there's no personal gain for telling these stories. No, no. I don't know where you know this from. There's no check at the end of this podcast <laughs> no, for I'm you for your story. <laughs> Shane no. promised this is 25. I'm, I'm nothing but a filthy liar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and I have the judge to back me up. Sir, <laughs> anxiety is through the roof. Um, you, you hate being there by yourself. Andrew, yeah. Andrew Prig. Right. right. And I'm not a person that doesn't like to be by myself. I still... If he, it doesn't in our new house, we don't have things like that going on. I don't mind being there at all by myself. When I was growing up, I spent a lot of time by myself because I was an only child. I had an only mom, and she worked all the time. So mm -hmm. I was used to being by myself. That wasn't a big deal to me. Mm -hmm. And um, But being, yeah, expecting a baby, him being gone a lot at that point in time. And we have this ghost running around who throws pumpkins at me. I was not happy to be there, and it was it was terrible. Yeah, it was scary. It, that, that, I think, is the point that it got scary. Because before that, it was just like, okay, Bess is here. She'd get a little riled up. We'd say, okay, yeah. Bess, calm down. You're bringing she would. a baby to this house. Yes. And this stuff's going on. Yes. Right? You know, well, at some point, you gets... have to say to yourself, look, I mean, if this thing, whatever's in here, wants to harm my baby, there's nothing you can do to stop it. No, and that's when we started thinking that way. And um, after we brought her home there, it got really weird. Um, we had a baby monitor. Well, the baby monitor was obviously in her room. We had one of the receivers in our room and then another one, one downstairs. downstairs. And it was in the bathroom. But the bathroom was kind of central downstairs. And that's why we put it there. We could hear it everywhere. You would hear weird stuff on that baby monitor. Like what kind of stuff? You tell uh, that. <laughs> I, was, I was downstairs brushing my teeth or whatever and... And uh, I heard I had gone to work already. Ivy's closet door open because it creaked. It was an old house, you know, and mm -hmm. and uh, I heard sounded like real faint footsteps on the carpeted floor, and this really sweet voice tell Ivy, "It's okay, baby. Stop crying." Had she been crying? And no, she wasn't crying. Just <laughs> <laughs> even weird. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, but then she kind of started stirring, you know, you could, you know, how on those right. monitors you can hear the baby right. start rolling and yeah. stirring around and stuff. And then eventually she started crying and went up and got her. When you heard that voice, did you like run to the room or did well, it just like it was kind of like, like, it was kind of like, what the world, you know? So I kind of automatically started heading that way about the time you could hear her start rolling around, you know, just... You just want to make sure what you know what's going on. You mm -hmm. know, somebody in the house—that's your first thought. But then you remember, well, those monitors can pick up cordless phones and mm -hmm. other CB traffic. Yeah, there's all kinds of truckers trying to soothe their babies, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. With a sweet woman's voice. But it, I mean, and it was—I mean, it was just a real nice, pleasant, sweet voice. It wasn't scary or. So you don't really panic, panic, you know, right. either. You get the impression that maybe there were two competing interests. You had the two friendly best that would be, maybe it was best, that were nurturing the child. And then you had these other entities that was angry that the child was there yeah. in the first place. I don't know. And like on the baby monitor, you know, you, you can hear, you can hear CB traffic once in a while on Route 4. Cause, mm -hmm. But every night I would hear this preacher preaching hellfire and brimstone and it would be real late real faint it would sometimes it'd be choppy sometimes not be choppy 
It was the same sermon. It was the same sermon every night. Every night. So you weren't picking up. Stuff. Amen. You the weren't picking up some sort of satellite TV yeah. TV evangelist because they would have Amen. given you. They would have <laughs> given you a different show. And oh, it was yeah. like a southern. Oh yeah, I can hear it. Like I can feel southern it. Baptist, they weren't dancing. Baptist though. They were just preaching. You know. You can feel. You know, <laughs> and it was the same <laughs> thing. Every night, and it was just creepy. The world was coming to an end. Oh, so you could hear. Sinners repent. Yes. What else did they say? Um, I can't remember. You had it memorized. Yeah. At that point, time. did you think it's time to repent? Yeah, we were, we were <laughs> looking for another house at that point. Yeah. yeah. But we were really know. financially in a good spot. Right. You couldn't just say, you know what? Enough with this. Let's go buy another house. Well, this right. is for sale. When this sells, we'll settle up at the bank. Yeah. You're stuck. Yeah. yeah. And at I that think that's And if you go into the bank yeah. and say, hey, look, the house is haunted, you that's can have like, it back. Get <laughs> yeah. You can have it back. <laughs> the banks will be like, huh. Well, yeah. I think that's that That was a phenomenon that I experienced because I just, my story a little bit down the road is I just built a house. Yeah. And, you know, you're financially actually chained to that residence. You can't just up and leave. There's nothing you can do short of committing some sort of you know, arson on your own house, you know. Yeah. And he would say, maybe it'll burn down while we're gone or something yeah. like that. Which, <laughs> is, ter- which is terrible. Which is terrible. Yeah. That you guys have lived somewhere and you've done all this work. Yeah. You've, right had, you've had your, your, your baby yeah. there and you know, raising we, your kid. We took it from a dump, you know. It was beautiful when we left it. it. Nice. Yeah. I mean. Now, let me ask, let me ask you this. Did you guys ever, so you bought it from the same people who had lived there since the yeah. Did you ever go back and ask them if anything happened? She was in a nursing home. He oh. had died, and she okay. was in a nursing home. So she was really elderly, so we never... And they didn't have kids. They didn't have kids, no. Did they have any relatives or well, anybody? That... The neighbor guy took care of her. Well, we talked to him about okay. it a little bit. What did he... Did he... he said she always heard things and... You know you know how old ladies are. Yeah, it was brushed off like know. that. Jerry's our uh, genealogist. Is going to have to do some research to see if we can connect some dots on this house. Exactly. So you, you, I'm sure you know the the man that used to take care of her. He lived on the corner of Heber okay. and Beach Grove. Yes. Okay. And yes. So we all know the man that we both know the man that took care. And so he never experienced anything. I'm sorry. Apparently not. I know, like when when we bought the place before I changed the locks, he would go in because the another neighbor said, "Hey, he was in your house." <laughs> You know, like when we were buying it, like right after we bought it, maybe you try and turn that orange light out. <laughs> you know, and I just figured, you know, he thought he owned the, the whole neighborhood, so he was just thought he still owned it. Yeah. I don't know. So, so what other things happened that, that gave you because we've talked a lot about you know, these things are sort of you know, not scary, and now we're trying to get it into scary. Well, Anything else happened that would cause you to, to say, hey, look, this is. This is too much. It's time to go. Ivy got bigger, and um, she talked really early. She talked at five, started talking at five months old, and um, so she was able to articulate very, very young on what she was seeing. And I would have her sitting like in her high chair. I remember one day really clearly, I had her in her high chair. She was actually in the dining room, but she's right next to the door. I was in the kitchen. I could see her and what she was doing, and she pointed towards the back door, and she said, "Look, mommy." That man is standing there. Who's that man? I didn't see a man, but she very clearly saw a man there. And it was very, 
adamant that she needed to know who this man was. And did you ask if he had suspenders? In I didn't. No. no, I didn't ask her any questions. I'm like, I don't see a man, and I, we tried to brush off because we didn't want to scare her right. either. Um, but she, yeah, after it started kind of screwing around with her and she was seeing things, we knew we needed to get out. One night we were sleeping and he saw a black mass over the bed. Like a cloud. Yeah. Just over her bed? Over, over, over our bed. Over your bed. Okay. But that was after the, we had paranormal We had paranormal investigators come in. Oh, you guys had Yeah, it was really riled it up, but... It would so yeah. so you don't have to tell us the name if you don't want to, but how did you reach? How did you find her? a friend of mine? It was a cousin of hers actually, and I worked with her, and she um, had to ask if we wanted him to. He was he had just started uh, started yeah, just started coming and looking it at houses. It was kind of like right when it was what o two no no so I those types of stuff started to come yeah. in vogue. Yeah, because yeah, it's, yeah. Ghost, ghost hunters, hunters was really popular. Yeah, and things like that. So ghost hunters were what? Uh, what was their name that they went by? Taps. 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 And yeah. these were tops. Yeah. You know, they so, were kind of the Ohio Paranormal Society. Yeah. 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 And they're so. still investigating because mm -hmm. I looked them up after we talked and. So but, they came and they researched, or they didn't research. They investigated the house. And um, they, they caught, got some stuff. They caught a shadow. They called it a shadow figure. Going up downstairs. Come, it like morphed in front of the staircase and went down the steps. Yeah. My friend, um, she was there during the investigation. She got her hair pulled. Um, another Elena Ross situation. So mm -hmm. um, I remember. Watching the clock. Yes. And it happened during that. Invest it happened often, but it happened during that investigation. Mm -hmm. It was the strangest thing. It was there was a it was a digital clock and I had it on the TV stand. And it was like, you would look at it, it was almost like a time jump or something. It would be 9.07 and instantly it would be 9.12. Right. It would just, and it did that. It did that often. often. And we used the same clock when we came to our new house and it never happened again, ever. But I remember doing it during that. During that investigation. Because, you yeah. know, we're sitting there on the couch trying to be silent. Yeah. Right? It's almost as if there's a ripple in the space-time continuum. That's yeah. Are you throwing out more science stuff? Like it's, that was there's the, a lot of science-based stuff here. Yes. I mean, poltergeist is all science-based. Yeah. It is. I know, but he doesn't know anything about science. I do a that's lot of research. That's my job. That was probably the first time they came? Yeah, and then they came again, and we stayed outside in the garage. And I was watching the monitors while they were inside investigating, and no one was in that attic room. And that, they brought another person with they them. They brought another time. person. But in that... On the monitor, I saw an apparition, like just like your classic ghost, like a white mist form in the attic and then just dissipate. And so I called them all out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys have to run these tapes back. We have to see this. And I had marked it because they had given us a piece of paper when we were watching this to or a tab, tablet to mark the time down. And I marked it and um, we ran it back over and over again. And there was nothing on that tape. But I saw it. It was there. Oh, yeah. But that being black and white or whatever, night vision, it looked mm -hmm. white to her. Yeah. But would that have looked black if you were in the room? I yeah. Don't know. I don't That's know. what made yeah. me think of when I saw it over the bed. Like she saw the same thing. And so so these people came in. Did they get any noise? Like did anybody? I think they there was a voice and I cannot remember what it said. I can't remember said. what it said. Well, they gave us a CD with it, with the stuff on it or a DVD or whatever. 
and it worked the day they brought it to show it to us. It worked. We have never been every, able to get it to work. Every again. time you put it in the computer, it freezes. Yeah. So the whole computer freezes up, and it doesn't matter what computer it is at this point. Because we've moved. Well, we moved yeah, from there, and then you know we packed up to rebuild the house, and so I don't even. I've been. So. so I contacted him to see if we could get it. Just last week. And he said uh, he remembered that. He remembered the details but of the house, even our daughter's about, name. He yeah. wanted to come back even. We're like, well, we don't live here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we got wives. Yeah. <laughs> but so. uh, something about one of their team members, they got in an argument over whose footage it was or yeah. something, former team member or something. So anything else that, that, that you guys recall that was pretty scary pretty nefarious like you know it's it's, it's well kind of after they came the second time that's when it kind of got dark it I just don't know. felt it dark felt, they brought a guy with them that said that what he said that the dark spirits followed Follow him, him or, or something, something like that and after that it was just it's almost like something followed him there and decided well, to stay yeah it was not good it was or he drew it in or something he drew it out yeah so. Oh, well, that's the kind of guy you with, want on the team, right? Yeah. Sure. I was sounds, like Antonio, sounds like Antonio. Sounds like Antonio Brown. Yeah, they didn't Antonio do that before. You know those sit and spins that the kids yeah. sit on them. If you move them, they they start playing a song. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, the whole time in that house, you would just be sitting there, and it would just go off. You know. Would it and spin or just play? The just music? play the music. Yeah. And the new house. The never. new house. Not one The time. same sit and spin. You know. My aunt, when we were moving out, my aunt was packing. My aunt is very, she's a very pious Christian. She she doesn't really believe in that kind of stuff. But she's um, packing toys. And everybody all had left with the pickup trucks. And we were packing up my SUV. She's packing toys. And I'm taking stuff out as she packs. So I take a box out. I come back in. She's packing like a crazy person. She's like, these toys, won't, all of the toys were going off. She said, get me out of this house. I'm never coming back in here. And she never did. And then my last thing that ever happened in the house, well, I had packed up the last load. I had gone back to the house to check to make sure we had everything. And I was just, I was by myself and I had to use the restroom. So I went in, I didn't close the door because nobody was there. Nobody was coming there. So I was doing what I was doing. And um, I, the only thing I can tell you, it was like a big box of books right outside the bathroom door and the bathroom door was open. There was nobody out there, nothing in the house. It sounded like someone dropped this box of books. It was heavy. It was loud. It was like angry. Like I could feel the vibration on the floor. You could feel the thump. There was nothing there that was dropped. So that was the last time I was ever there. No, no let me ask you this. Um, other than maybe thinking Ivy saw your grandpa, Mm -hmm. Did he show up much there towards the end before? Not you at the end. Not at the end. No, we would see him at the new house. But so, you know, you always said it felt like he was there he's, as a calming, reassuring, yeah. like he's, uh, he's so it's watching over you. So uh, it, may, it leads me to think that maybe when the dude comes in and draws out the, that he, grandpa's like, ah, I'm out. Yeah. I, I maybe he can't. Maybe he got forced out a little yeah. bit. I mean, did you see the lady at all anymore? Yeah, yeah occasionally. You would see her even after they came and yeah. did an yeah. investigation and stuff. My mom and my little cousin at that time, she, they were downstairs with Ivy one day, and I went upstairs to get a diaper, and I, they were in two separate spots, and I come back down, 
they were huddled together. And this is right before we moved and um, on the couch. And I said, what did you see? Well, they saw Bess peeking around the corner of the toy oh, room at them. They could see her. Oh, my mom, uh, just the other day, I said, do you remember what you saw? She's like, yeah, she was looking around the corner. Like we could see her arm and her shoulder. But they could never really see her no. face. But you could see other details. You could see the ruffle on her collar on her dress. You could see, like I said, her bun and her hair. So you definitely knew it was her. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could see the folds in her dress. There was ruffle around the bottom of her dress. Yeah. You could see details. You just couldn't see her face. We saw her all the time. Yeah. She was like the lived there when we knew that. And we were okay with that. So that, yeah. It was the... The other stuff. That the other weird... Well, not well, if I, you know, I'm trying to make the connection that maybe Grandpa got forced out. You would wonder if something, but maybe... She, this was her place. Yeah. She had a stronger connection to the property. Yeah. Well, I think whoever lived there before knew stuff was going on. And I think the lady that bought it knew, knew. something. And I don't know why. I, well, the reason why I think the the older couple knew stuff was going on with the locks on the random doors. and. Oh, so you think they put it? The ones that bought so the doors it in the 50s. Come flying open and yeah. stuff like the ones that, that owned it since they the 50s. They installed a lot. Yeah. Other, other people saw stuff too because my mom said that I went upstairs and the attic room door was open and I know it was shut. And, and you didn't just open the door. It drug on the carpet because it was right. an old door and I carpeted it. And, you, know, you, had to, you didn't plane the bottom of the door enough no, so it would have to it drag was, a little bit. It was a room that we, you know, we went in to get the Christmas stuff out. That was about, That's yeah. about it. His you know, sister... One time, used the restroom, and she's a complete skeptic. The bulb above the, the toilet unscrewed, burst, went down the toilet as she flushed. Like, all of it. It was the weirdest thing. Like, you couldn't do that again in a million years. No, and there's nothing, because he runs electric. He knows about it. He's not an electrician, but he knows a whole lot about it. He's like, there's no way that could have happened on its own. That the vibration from the house could have slowly yeah. unscrewed. I know. It was a good, solid house. It, it was weird. So you know, It wasn't nice when we bought it, but it was solid. My, That's why I bought it. Yeah. My nephew mm -hmm. used to stay there a lot. He's 32 now. We were talking about it with him last night. He's like, anytime I was there, he, one time he house set, he said, I made sure I had my friend there with me. He said, and any other time I was there and you guys were there, I just tried to block it all out because there was just weird stuff that went on. So Jerry has some experiences that we've talked about. Jerry, for somebody out there who's listening, who may be in a situation like they were in, what advice do you have? Because you have some some remedies that uh, that you would suggest. Yes, well, uh tool that we all have is prayer with uh, God. Prayer is a powerful tool for us, and you just have to have like a strong will and assert, be assertive, do some praying, cite some scripture. Um, you can find prayers to say that will cleanse your house online, or even your own prayer will work. But uh, what helps us to go through every room of the house, all the bathrooms, all the closets, all the bedrooms, everywhere. Because if you miss something, chances are that is a room that is an opportunity for whoever's inside the house to hide. Kind of like when you're trying to get rid of bed bugs. <laughs> you got to keep every room in there. And so, so <clears throat> we talk about, is there things like sage and different things like that, Jerry, that you, that people use to try oh, to yeah, cleanse? Oh, yeah, sage is like another. Well, tell us how you do it. <laughs> if you were going to go cleanse their house, how would you do it? Uh, actually, the same way you, like I just explained, but um, when you burn the sage, you can be, you'll be holding that in the Bible. 
After you say your prayer, you go throughout the four corners of the room, start spraying the sage, and then you move on to the next one. Then one after that, you hit all the rooms. Now, now did you guys ever try to bring other <clears throat> bring ghost hunters in? You guys never tried to bring anybody to get rid of the... No, we never did. We did pray a lot, though, and at one point it got so bad that we mm. kind of just commanded it in the name of Jesus that, that it could not be there. It calmed down, but it didn't it leave. Didn't leave. Mm. I, I think if we'd have stayed there, it would have taken more than what we had to get it out of there. And, and when we left, in. we the last time we left, we stood there in the and we at told the bottom it of the could steps. Not come we told with it, us. Not, it was not allowed to follow us. Yeah. And, you know, at that time, you know, the ghost hunter shows come out, and you started seeing that stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you started saying, "Well, look, it may have worked for them. I want to try it." Yeah. So well, so then you so then you moved to the new house, and it was a. It wasn't one that you built. It was, no, it was, it was an old. It's an old. It's older than that other house. I okay. Mean, it's old. So how long was it before then you saw Grandpa? Just, I don't know how long, but like when my grandma was really sick and dying, you know, it's almost like he was comes and he says, you know, it's okay, don't worry. When she broke her ankle. Oh, I broke my ankle to the point where it was almost amputated. It was bad. It was bad. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh. Um, when she was in surgery, oh, this is creepy. Um, <laughs> you know, I kind of just sat there in the corner of the room and I said a prayer, you know, and you know, watch over or whatever. And I said, Grandpa, if you're listening, watch over. The nurse that come in the room to take her, his name was Paul. That's My grandpa's funny. name was Paul. Okay. Um, the doctor that we found to get Ivy to when she had Ivy. She was real nervous about going to a doctor. The doctor's name was Dr. Paul. We yeah. had her in Columbus. Yeah. Um, you know. And that was very dramatic too. I almost died. Only, Ivy almost died. Paul yeah. saved us. That's yeah. the only so. doctor that she was comfortable with. Yeah. You know. Um, Is it a coincidence? Probably. I don't know. So we're lining. When I broke my ankle, we were lining this up. Yeah. Um, that I. They took her down. Yeah. And. Uh, they said, well, the waiting room, you know, they told me where it was. And I thought, well, I'm going to go get some breakfast. Because this was like 5 in the morning. Yeah, it was an emergency type situation. And uh, so I go down and I eat at the, and I start walking towards the um, room they told me to sit and wait in. And they would come and get me when she was done and take me back. Um, I was walking to it. And... I don't know if it was stress or just being tired or what, but like it was like everything slowed down in slow motion and there was like fireflies zipping past me. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in the waiting room. Like I, I, I missed the steps halfway down to this waiting room. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, wait a minute. How did you get here? You know, they said she'd mm -hmm. be done by 11 or whatever. So I go to the desk and I said, is Sharma Schiffer, is her surgery done? And uh, they said, oh, yeah, she's back in her room. They looked it up on the computer, you know. Okay. And I'm like, well, that's weird. They didn't come and get me. So I go back up to the room. There she is. So during this time, they've taken me into recovery, right? Mm -hmm. And I wake up. And... Tim's there and he come I see him over by the door and he comes over to my bed and we talk and all this kind of stuff. He was never in the recovery room. Least that I can remember. <laughs> hmm. 
It was strange. That is strange. Yeah. Doppelganger, man, and that oh, takes us to a whole level yeah, bad. And I don't know kidding. if that's, you know, <laughs> you know, I went all night Like, we lined up the times. I mean, you could tell the time. I was, was in a different spot. And I was, I was just waiting the... on her to say, where the heck were you? Sure. Oh. with the, uh, yeah. the hospital video to see whether or not you were really there. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm 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 waiting on her to say, you know, where were you when I woke up? You know, I'm I'm ready to get yelled at for it. You know. <laughs> well, I was awesome. just getting nervous. I was just getting nervous <laughs> how impressed I was that your wife has an emergency and you're going to get breakfast. They're talking about a three-hour surgery. What else are you going to do? And you're in yeah. Columbus, so all you're by yourself. So how much time? Do you like how much time went by that you were like, I don't know, a like, couple hours? And I don't know if I just fell asleep. Yeah, but that doesn't explain yeah. how you were in the recovery. Yeah, it was weird. It was strange. So, you weren't dope, dope, were you? No, no, no. she was. I was. Now, so, how long did it take then to sell the house? Uh, about 11, 11 months. months. Yeah. yeah. So, it took quite a while for it yeah. to be sold. And. Do you guys know? And I, you don't have to. Don't say now. She came from Cleveland, okay. and she worked in Cleveland. She worked at the Cleveland Clinic, and okay. she drove there. Every That's day. a long drive. It was weird. Did she have any from connections? Cleveland came across for county. She had yeah. no connections. She was a native Clevelander, and just said, "I want to go buy some random old house yes. in the country." And then drive a good hour and forty-five minutes yes. so with traffic, two and a half hours if you get stuck. Yes. especially from for that. Is. Oh, because she she's seen it online and she liked it. I think she knew. I think she it's almost like she like she was one of those people that knew that was there and wanted to. So, so how long did she live in that house? She, I, she's she's the one just is selling so it. So she's now. the one. Ten, eleven years. Yeah. And you've never. She's never reached out to you guys and said, hey. She's been there, you said, 10 or 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. And we asked the neighbors right across the road. We're still really good friends with them. And we've asked them, have you met her? Have you talked with her? And they haven't. They have never met her, but they met her dogs. Yeah. And some guy that lived with her for a while. Yeah. They did meet her. weird. Jerry, you have an assignment. Oh, I am ready. Oh, boy. It's time to go talk to this lady. So, so the. You know, so one of the things that the judge now has mentioned uh, throughout this is is where you guys, where the house we're talking about, and how it ties into where the dog man uh, occurrence. Um, so the judge, so judge, you build a house, literally what, 150 yards across, like diagonal across the field. Yeah, we could yeah. see your house yeah. from ours. Yeah. Okay, no sure. Um, and when did you build that house? What was here? Oh, it would have been probably 2000, my, my youngest daughter was born February 10th, 2003. And so... It was before. We, yeah, we were in the house. So about the same time you guys yeah. were yeah. getting were, married and yeah. stuff. We bought yeah. the house in 98 and got married so, in 2003. So we were probably okay. in there about a year before my youngest was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it, it was weird because, you know, it had been it had been farm ground. It, it just plain farm ground. I mean, it wasn't like there had been a house there. We moved in, and there was some entity left over. So, build the house. We move in, and my oldest one child would have been about. She would have probably been about because she's three years older. So she'd have been about two years old, 
and she started complaining um, about something bothering her. And, you know, she's two, so she she can speak and she can, you know, explain things, but, you know, not perfectly. And then we noticed that she started getting distressed, like something was really bothering her. And, and then, you know, she would tell us that, like, one night she's screaming and I in the room and she's telling me that there was a bird in her bed underneath the blankets, a bird flapping, and it was flapping, and you know, we're ripping the blanket, you know, what's going on here? So, what's weird is because I had, at the time, I had was buying properties and either flipping them or, mm-hmm. or renting them out. We bought this house up on uh, Plymouth Street, and I had a guy that was working on it, and he had found this toy of something. I can't, couldn't tell you what it was now today. And he had given it to my daughter when I'd taken over there. And we started thinking, now, wait a minute. All this stuff started happening when he brought that toy in. So weird stuff kept happening, weird stuff kept happening. And eventually um, my mom said, hey, listen, I know this lady who can come out and look at your house. I go, okay. So... She comes out and looks at the house and she says, yeah, there's something in here. Did you bring anything into the house? I'm like, well, I didn't, but. And so finally one night we took it out of the house and we burn it. Now this is going to be weird. So my brother who lived next door had this beagle and they were on electric shock collars. And so it would never leave the yard because it'd get the hell shocked out of it, right? Because they had these shock collars. The dog... We're out there burning this thing in the driveway, right? And the dog walks right through the electric fence, walks right through the electric fence, comes over, and defecates on an open flame. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the heck? Now that was one brave dog. I would like to thank you for listening and encourage you not to miss next week's episode where we continue with this thrilling story that can only be heard at the From the Shadows podcast. I am Jason Lewis, the producer. Make sure to tune in for next week's episode as we conclude this interview with Tim and Sharma. Now, let me turn you over to your host, Shane Grove, who has a word from this week's sponsor. We here at From the Shadows podcast would like to welcome a new sponsor this week, Suburban Lanes and Entertainment Center. Brand new owners Sean and Tasha Ridgway promise to bring you a family-themed, fun-filled night of bowling and entertainment. The facilities are really nice and clean and, and... Wait a second, Jerry. What are you doing? You can't put on those bowling shoes without socks. I mean, you can, but no one else is going to want to wear... Wait, those are Sean's personal shoes? Oh, boy. Well, get on out here to Suburban Lanes and Entertainment Center, but uh, if I was you, I would steer clear of the uh, neon green size 13s. Ladies and gentlemen, and with that, we are out. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.